0: Hello everyone, I'm Ellis Traub and this is Money, Business, and More. It doesn't matter whether you've just decided to go into business and have gone through the process of deciding what kind of a business it'll be, or if you already own a business and have never done so. It'll be valuable for you to go through the process of creating a mission statement for it. For that matter, even if you haven't decided to go into business but are just trying to cope with life, the same would be true. There's not much difference between a mission statement for a business and a personal one. We'll talk about that another day and we'll plug it in under the more category. So let's now get down to business. As someone who has started several businesses without a mission statement, I can tell you that doing it for my last and most successful business made a big difference in determining that success. It's not a high school exercise. You aren't going to be graded on how good it is. It's not likely to be featured on television or in the newspapers. And in fact, you're the only one that's going to be affected by it. But believe me, you will. Why is it so important? You probably have never heard anyone else suggest that it's something you really need to do. But trust me, you'll come to a time when you'll be glad you did. The first reason sounds kind of woo-woo, you know? kind of academic and not all that practical. But believe me when I tell you that the process you go through to create and fine-tune this mission statement, the mental process, is as important, if not more important, than the result you finally arrive at. Until you actually sit down and do it, you can't possibly realize how much focused, deep thinking it's going to take. And once you've done it, I guarantee you'll feel better and more confident about what you're going to do than you can imagine now. But there are a whole bunch of very practical reasons why it's important for you to go through this process. The first of these is that at the moment you decided to go into this business, or even if you're already in business, the odds are that you don't have a crystal clear view of what you want that business to be or do. Or, sure, you have a general idea if you're just starting out, And if you've been in the business for a while, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast or exploring our website if you weren't looking for a way to increase your revenues and build your business on a more solid foundation. But if someone asked you right now what business you're in or are going to be in, how long would it take you to tell them exactly? Oh, I don't mean the restaurant business or we make dolls. If that were all you know about your business, you wouldn't get very far, would you? So the first reason for doing it is to get you to focus on the essential points about your business that keep you from putting resources into too wide a market and yet give you the latitude to expand the scope of your market as wide as your ambitions require for you to meet your personal financial goals. When is the last time, if at all, you actually drew a mental picture of the variety of individuals or businesses your business is expected to serve? Have you ever made conscious decisions about which of those prospective customers or clients will find out what you offer to them to be most valuable to them and therefore most rewarding to you? So, the first reason is focus, and this exercise will give you that. Secondly, It's vital because it provides a solid foundation for your business. By that, I mean that a mission statement needs to be done right the first time. You have to examine it from all directions and tweak it until you're satisfied it's right. Why? Because the mission of your business will never change. It's like the craggy rock that a lighthouse stands on. It's what you return to when things go wrong. And believe me, no matter how well you plan your business, And by the time you get through with what we're telling you in this series of podcasts you're going to plan it very well at some point when you least expect it the ceiling will fall down the dust will rise and leave you coughing and sputtering and you'll have to make some very quick decisions in the middle of that chaos and at that point you'll be real happy to see your mission stand out through all of that dust and chaos just like that beacon through the fog on the craggy coast you'll be able to look at your options And without batting an eye, say, this will get me there faster than that will. And you'll have no problem making decisions when those who haven't done this work will be blinded and befuddled by that chaos. When I say that your mission will never change, I don't mean that you can't change your strategy to fulfill your mission. One of the blessings of being in a small business will be your ability to be nimble, to roll with the punches and change your strategy in a heartbeat. Like a small boat compared with a huge oil tanker, you can change course quickly, avoid obstacles, and get back on course toward your destination before the captain of that large ship can even transmit his decision from the bridge to those who actually change the vessel's direction or control its engines. And remember, like your mission, when obstacles intervene, that destination doesn't change. Only your path to get there does. Later, you'll look closely at that mission and determine exactly what objectives you have to achieve to fulfill it. Those objectives are large. They're the tangible implementation of the vision you had when you finally settled on your mission. They represent the achievement of your branding and your company's reputation, the physical evidence that your business is a viable entity in the world, like the brick and mortar, if any, that houses your business. Or the equipment you'll assemble to produce even less material projects, and they are the less tangible components of your internal structure, your people, your company's culture, and everything that works together to be what you envision that business to be. But as unwieldy as those objectives might be, you can decide to change them, just like you can change the goals you have to reach to achieve them, and the individual tasks that have to be accomplished to reach those goals. We'll talk about that roadmap in another podcast. Thirdly, your mission statement provides the basis for everything else that follows when you create your business plan. When I said before that the process of creating the mission statement would give you focus to manage your business, I meant it would also give you the focus you need to complete the planning you need to make in a success. We'll explain that more thoroughly in the next podcast. But if you've done your mission statement well, it makes all the rest of the process of creating your business plan a whole lot easier. You're not distracted by things you don't need to consider, and it helps you know just how much you need to talk about when you translate all of these concepts into a feasibility study for you and a package that empowers others to give you the resources and services that you're going to need along the way. Well, we've talked about how important it is to do it right, Now it's time to talk about exactly what a mission statement is and how to write one. It may help to imagine that you're already running a hugely successful business. Your offices are on the 10th and 11th floor of a luxury high-rise, and someone calling on your business for the first time gets off the elevator on the 10th. The first thing they see is a huge reception desk where three busy people with headsets are all answering phones. Above and behind this desk is a large mahogany clack on which is boldly printed the name of the company and its mission statement. By the time you cross the expanse between the elevator and the desk, you know exactly what that company does, how it does it, who it does it for, how they benefit from it, and what guiding principles guide that company's operation. And there you have it. That's precisely what you need to include in your mission statement. One or two sentences that tell the world who you are, what you do, how you do it, who you do it for, how they benefit, and what comprises the ethical character of your company. Well, that sounds simple enough, but believe it or not, once my clients who are intent on doing it right get busy doing it, few of them have completed the job to their satisfaction two weeks later when we get together again. Of course, some of them, maybe you, have thought it all through and figure it's a piece of cake. But reducing it to a couple of sentences is not as easy as it sounds. At some point, I'm sure the issue becomes how big your vocabulary is. Trying to find just the right word that encompasses all the facets of the idea you're trying to express can be a challenge. But Google can come to the rescue, and liberal use of an online thesaurus can easily come to the rescue. Let's take a short break here, and when I come back, we'll take up each of those elements one by one. Did you know that you have access to a personal mentor to help you with your business issues? Whether you're starting a new business or trying to improve the way an existing business runs, you'll find them at SCORE.org. This is the website for SCORE, the Service Corps of Retired Executives. It's an arm of the US Small Business Administration and consists of thousands of volunteers in more than 300 cities across the United States. And the best part is that their services are offered at no cost to you. At SCORE.org, you can enter your zip code and find a list of local mentors, each showing his or her areas of expertise, and you can schedule your own appointment at a convenient time and location. SCORE also offers a variety of regular workshops presented by professionals in their fields. You can see a current schedule of those events and pre-register on the spot. Some general classes are offered free of charge, while others have a modest fee, which is usually discounted for pre-registration. Check it out. SCORE is the place to go to find someone whose experience may be just what you need. Okay, here are the elements once again. It can't hurt to fear them a few times. The first is who you are, meaning what is the business called. Next is what the business does to earn its keep. Then comes how you do it. After that, who do you do it for, and how does it benefit them, and finally it's a statement of what principles guide your business. Mind you, the order in which they appear in the statement is not cut in stone, just so long as all of them are there. Later I'll give you a couple of examples of how they might appear in different sequence. All that matters is that you cover them all. First is who you are. What is the name of your business? Often you'll just draw a line and wait until later to come up with a name for your business. For the time being, you can just say we until you've decided what to call it. You may not have even decided yet what business structure is best for your business, but when you do have a name and a structure, that's when you'll plug it in here now comes the first challenge. What does your business do? For the answer to this, you'll need to give some thought to exactly what activity your business is involved in. Where the first answer to the first element is the name of a company and therefore a noun, this requires a verb. What does it do? Does it manufacture? Does it produce? Does it provide? Does it inspect? Does it insure? And so on and so on. Just think carefully about what your business will do or does. Many businesses do more than one thing. They may develop and provide. They may represent companies that provide or manufacture. And still further, they may do all of those things with a variety of products or services. So, you see, condensing the verbs and the nouns these verbs relate to, like products or services, into a single phrase, or better yet, a word, can be quite a challenge, and it's the resolution of that challenge that forces you to go through those vital mental processes that will help you best do everything from planning to running your business. The next is how you do it. Again, here you may use a verb or an adverb. You may represent manufacturers who produce widgets that you deliver. You may sell items that you market online. You may represent a variety of manufacturers whose products are retail through a chain of suburban stores or you may deliver meats to family butchers in refrigerated trucks. In any case, you need to think how you can, in as few words as possible, describe the process by which you get what you do to those who use it. Which brings us to the next element. Who do you do this for? Here's where you briefly define your target market. This is probably the most important element because it's here that you'll define your market broadly enough to include every possible person or business you'll market and sell to, and still narrow enough so that you won't waste your time and resources on those you can't serve efficiently enough to make that profit from their business. Doing this is critical and, again, a challenge to incorporate in a word or phrase. This process of setting inner and outer boundaries for both your goods and services and those who use them is essential to everything else you'll do, so take however much time you need to do it right. The rest is pretty easy. How those products and services benefit your clients or customers should be simple enough. But it's the key to making money. So make sure you stress what there is about what you offer that's unique and how valuable it is for those who use it. And finally, it's important for the world to know that you're not just out to take their money. They need to know what values your company treasures that are going to make them want to come back to you again and again. Is it your integrity? Is it your sense of individual service? Is it a guarantee that they'll be pleased in your desire to put your money where your mouth is? Is your customer's support compassionate and empathetic? All of these things express the values that are important to you, the founder, and the company therefore that you're creating or have created. So here are a couple of examples of suitable mission statements. The ABC company, provides quantum computers through a chain of upscale retail outlets to engineers and scientists to meet their need for extremely high-speed machines to perform their advanced research in a fashion that earns us the reputation for quality, reliability, and conscientious service. Can you find each element in that statement? How about... With a desire to fill our nation's need for a workforce skilled in technology, XYZ Technical School offers an excellent, low-cost scientific education to disadvantaged youth to enable them to compete successfully for high-paying jobs in today's world. You'll find a file called Your Mission yourmissionstatement.pdf in the reference library on our website, moneybusinessmore.com, which you can download and work with. See if you can create a mission statement before we put out our next podcast, which will put your mission statement to work to create the first part of your business plan.